the LA probate expert. And every Thursday, this is our probateweekly.com, where we get together every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We talk about all things probate real estate for real estate agents who are in the business, real estate agents looking to get into it, investors, wholesalers, personal reps, occasionally attorneys, occasionally we get uh, uh, attorneys on, we get uh, vendors on, and we try to help each other do more business, increase our income and make more wealth by learning about probate real estate. And I just wanna, you know, I'm really excited today to uh, bring on somebody who's been here before. Uh, he both has been on as a guest and as my substitute teacher when I was off. But more than that, when I started getting into probate real estate as a niche, in fact, back when I was, before that even, when I was a manager and uh, trying to help my, my office, I was a manager of um, uh, nationwide real estate in Signal Hill, and trying to help agents find a niche they could play in and also get smarter about the business to serve customers. I come across Kevin, we talked about teaching agents, and he really came from a giving place and a place of service and education. And so when I was uh, back into production myself full time, I had a chance to sit down with him and talk about what could we do to build a business together and build a real estate practice? And so really Kevin has been a coach and a consultant, a partner, good friend, and really one of the best vendors in the uh, probate space. One of the first stops I'd recommend anybody. Let me uh, welcome Kevin Sales from Lawyer's Title. Welcome, Kevin. Thank you very much, Bill. I'm, I'm very glad to be here with you again. And so um, let's do this. Let's just give a little background for those who don't know you as if that's possible. As if anybody in Los Angeles area in particular, but you get we do have people that's call from around the country uh, more and more. So give us a background where you grew up, and then how you get into real estate, and how you get into title. Sure, sure. So I grew up here in Southern California in LA County. Um, I wasn't born and raised here, but we moved to to Oxnard when I was ten months old. So I was raised in Southern California my whole life. Um, moved to the Pomona area, and that's where I grew up the rest of the time. I live now in the San Gabriel Valley, and. I, I was working in banking after college. I, I was working in banking and I, I had a strong consumer lending background. The bank that I was with, they kind of brought us to, we, we were bought, our, our bank was bought by another bank because of our consumer lending background. And so because I had this strong consumer lending background and at the time I was the training manager nationally for that bank, um, Countrywide's title company was looking for a training manager. And I stumbled onto that. They, I, like my experience met perfectly of what they wanted. And I started there as a training manager. That only lasted about six or eight months because um, it was the end of a, a mortgage boom. And so it was time for Countrywide to contract a little bit. And so I said, you know, time to get back into sales. And I decided to be, uh, I ended up taking the position as the sales manager uh, for half of LA County and had my own territory. And so since then, since, since 1999, you know, I've been working in title insurance and um, I've been a title rep for, you know, 22 years. And I, I really go beyond, I, I would say the the average title rep, because I, I you know, we all, all title reps, we roll up your sleeves, they get involved in transactions. Of course, that's kind of a normal thing. But um, for me, probate became my niche because of my, I started in my banking background and probate became my niche. And so I really dig way deeper in there so much so that, I mean, I do presentations annually for the LA County bar, the South Bay bar, I did the San Bernardino bar this year, you know, so I'm teaching the attorneys issues on their court orders and, and how the work that they're doing doesn't work when it comes to the real estate or, or does work and, and that sort of thing. So um, got, 
I've got kind of like a lot deeper dive into that world of probate trusts, conservatorships, and, and all of that area. Yeah, I mean, I, I personally saw you present at the LA County Courthouse where probate is done for all the county, uh, continuing education for attorneys to a packed house, attorneys teaching them, and they were taking copious notes. They have to be there uh, for certain hours, but they were there because they want to learn about probate, and you are an expert. And uh, it's, it, I also will say that been more than once where I'm negotiating with the other agent on a deal, insisting on my title rep, and we both find out, we laugh, we find out that both of us are fighting to get the deal to Kevin. So uh, it's happened a couple times, actually, in my business. I love to, to hear that. So let's talk about people, first off, who want to start. Uh, they're in real estate, they're, they're doing some deals, and they come across a probate deal. Um, so they've never done one, they're a little scared about it. Um, what's a, what's a, a best practice that should, they should take, or what's a problem they should avoid? as they do their first probate or get introduced into that process? Yeah, the, the key, I would say, you know, if you're totally green, don't just feel your way through it because you can really do a disservice to the, the heirs of the estate, to the attorney involved, to all, all the parties involved. Get with someone that can help you. I mean, I have coached 10,000 agents through their very first probate transaction. So this is not to just to be a shameless plug for, for working with me, but you can work with me. You can reach out to someone like you, Bill, and, and have someone help them through the process. Because when, when you fumble through something that's very procedural and new to, to people that haven't done probate real estate, the ball can be dropped quite a bit and, can, and it can create delays. I've seen properties go to foreclosure. I've seen properties get sold to the wrong parties because of... And that one, the one that got sold to the wrong party was because of an attorney that to me committed malpractice, if, if that's what you call it with attorneys, you know, they, they did not do the right things and, and property went, was supposed to be sold to a relative and ended up being sold to some investor. So um, I think it's very important that you don't just try to fumble or try to learn, oh, let me just learn, you know, no, get with someone who can kind of coach you through and tell you the steps that knows your local area, because like California, there's a probate code, it goes for the whole state. If you're finding someone from another state that's trying to coach you through a California probate and vi or vice versa, you know, you're, you're in Arizona and you want me to coach you. No, that, that wouldn't work because we don't want to have, you want to have the law. You want to have someone that knows the laws and the procedures for your local area. And so that's a very big thing. I think if you're new in probate, you need some help to do it because it's procedural. Yeah, I think you make a good point there, which is there's really two aspects to this, right? There's the law, which attorneys learn, study, can look up, and there's the procedures, which are available, but oftentimes attorneys don't understand the different procedures if you haven't done one. Uh, and so they'll, they won't know uh, why they should have a client perhaps come to court if they don't have to, what the advantage is for the client or disadvantage and, and things like that. So I see that all the time. One of the main things that, that I see you providing benefit for is really um, kind of pre-problems, preventative, uh, preventing problems by reviewing documents ahead of time. So explain, so share with me, I, I know some of the things you do because for me, because I'm, I'm me, I'm good looking and charming, but some <laughs> things you do for agents as a service, but I don't want to sign you up what you don't do. So when an agent has a deal, there's a question about a deed and, and the history of a deed and a couple parties on it, uh, obviously, you can answer legal questions, but, but what, tell me about the role you play at that time in the process. 
Yeah, you know, I, I don't give any legal advice. I don't give, someone just texted me yesterday um, to review, a very good client of mine too, and they and, and the assistant texted me in the evening, hey, can, you know, this trust, is it this type of trust, the, 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 the successor trustee, meaning the person who's acting in that trust wants to know if it's this type of trust. And I said, I don't make those type of determinations. I'm not an attorney. I don't look at a trust to say it is a grantor trust or it's a, this type of trust. I don't, I don't do that. What I do is I help people get from point A to point B. Point A being we have a house we want to sell, and point B is I close the escrow and the check is in my hand. And so um, I, I will talk to people when they're just working on it and it's a lead and they think there's a discrepancy and we need to look at title to see how ownership is to when they first, if it's a trust, now they have a copy of the trust, so have me review the trust. If it's a probate, looking at the paperwork, if they're dealing with maybe it's a lead maybe they called someone that was a probate lead and and the person is thinking about working with them and they're having trouble you know getting them to the table to sign and 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 get this as a deal that starts going so we can open title get escrow going all that stuff and so um i will help anywhere along that process so uh, i tell people all the time you know when you because because after you know you learn these things from experience right after having a newer person in the business call me and say hey i just missed out on this deal and blah 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 and, I started telling people that, you know what, the second you get a lead, the second you think, you know, that there's a little nibble on the hook, right? If you're fishing, there's a little nibble on the hook. The second you think it could turn into something, you can get me involved then. Because sometimes it's the fact that you're providing necessary information or valuable information to the parties that makes them want to work with you. If you're the agent, sometimes you letting them know, hey, there's this little title issue that hasn't been taken care of or that maybe no one knew about. Sometimes when you bring that information, that party, that seller ends up going, wow, we want to work with this person because they're the one that had this information. Everyone else is just telling us, sell your property. He brought us some information that helped us learn that, oh, there was a problem or a discrepancy or something that needed to be fixed. And that's why, you know, we, we want to work with him. And sometimes the issue is your company is going to make a decision what you're going to do or not do. So, for example, one of the common questions that come to me is uh, the property is titled in a trust but nobody can find the trust documents. So I know you can't give a legal opinion, but what's the procedure look like in those cases? What do you see happen when there's a trust? There's a, there, at one time there was a, uh, and I guess there's different examples, right? There's the insured transfer in a trust. That was easy. Maybe they sold the house and put a trust, refinanced, put in a trust. But there's the uninsured. They established a trust, they deed it in the trust, either the attorney or the service, but there's no insurance on it. What's the process there? Great question, Bill. So actually, the thing with an uninsured deed is really not the issue at all. What's more the issue is, do they have the trust? When the parties who put the property in their trust, when they have passed away, if they're alive, so John Doe, trustee of the Doe Family Trust, he's selling or refinancing, he doesn't even have to provide a copy of his trust. We don't even need to see a copy of it. He signs a trust cert, we're good to go. Anytime it's someone else's name. So Kevin Sales, trustee of the Doe Family Trust, or Kevin Sales, trustee of the, you know, 123 Main Street Trust. It's not clearly a family trust where the trustee is the owner. Anytime you're doing a transaction where that's the case, we have to see a full copy of the trust. Also, anytime the trustee has passed away, the trustee or the trustor, the trustor is the person who made the trust. The trustee is the person who's in charge, does, you know, he's the signer, he's your seller. Anytime that trustee or trustor has passed away, we need to see a full copy of the trust. So when someone dies and they can't find the trust, it's a great question because they essentially are dying intestate, intestate meaning without a, an estate plan. 
it's just like someone dying without a will. You have to go, since we can't, even though the property says John Doe, trustee of the trust, when John Doe dies and no one can find the trust, it's the same as if he died with the property just in his name. You have to go to court to get, a, there's a couple different solutions that they have. Normally what they would do in that case is they probate, they, they um, have him designated as dying intestate because we can't find his trust. They, there's an order that takes the property out of the trust, puts it in his individual name, and then the probate you know, goes to his individual name. So that's going to be a probate, even though they create a trust, once you lose the documents, it's going to be probated. It's a more complicated probate in that you really have to uh, probate plus move the property and document. There's no other claims on the property or other claims on the probate, take the property out of the trust and then put it um, in the probate process to determine what to do with it. Exactly. Not yeah, good. Know, Don't lose those one documents. Of the that, one of the things that can help people when doing this, I deal with this a lot because I'm always dealing, I'm, I'm, I'm often dealing with someone, they've owned the property for years, you know, maybe grandma bought it in the forties, then mom got it in the sixties and right. now son got it in the eighties and now he's passed away. So I deal with what we call the chain of title. And the chain of title, it's like it's like links, right? The links have to link together. So on my screen, Bill, your top left next to me is next to you is me. So if, if you had a property and then you sell it to me, next to that I see is Eric, and then I deed it to Eric, and then after that it goes to Lewis. That's the chain of title. Bill owned it. There's a deed where he gave it to this person, and and that's the chain of title. And sometimes we see a break in that chain or a problem in that chain when there's a trust and the owner died and we can't produce the trust, that's a break in that chain because now the, tr the, the only way you know what's supposed to happen with the trust is by having the trust document. Without that trust document, we can't tell who's supposed to be signing, who's supposed to get the assets. We have no idea of anything because you can write anything into a trust. So, um, so that's kind of a break in that chain. And, and that's kind of an important concept to remember that that chain always has to link up because a lot of times the issues that we have to resolve as a title company or, or, or as a real estate agent, the issues that happen on your transactions are because there's some break in that chain of title. Yeah, and what I try to pe tell people is, well, think about it. If you sold the property to somebody else in the trust, there'd be title insurance, most likely. In fact, there's a title insurance that got put in the trust using the name of the decedent. Tells you they, they meant to, they didn't get the paperwork done properly. So the court then is gonna most likely treat it like a probate and move the property back into the into the seat and estate. So let's talk a little bit about the business of real estate, whether investors or real estate agents. You've been around quite a while uh, yeah. in title and before that uh, in the business as well. You see people come in and do real well. You see people come in and struggle for a long time. You see people who've um, uh, struggled for a while and broke through. What's the common denominator that you find of people who achieve success in real estate, whether it be as an investor or a wholesaler or as a real estate agent? Well, I, I see- Or title rep, I guess, same thing, right? You have title reps in your company, they're good and bad, and why are you making some make it? Make it probably the, I would imagine it's the same issues, no? It, it actually is exactly the same thing. What, what I was about to answer is exactly the same thing that makes a title rep successful. It's consistency in the marketing and or prospecting. So, you know, and, and it's funny because, like I said, I've worked with numerous agents when they started, they call me when they first start, Hey, Kevin, I'm in Sacramento and I want to start marketing. And then almost inevitably down the road, a couple months later, they call me if, if they're doing the work, they call me with a couple, Hey, I keep running into this. I keep running into that. And if they keep working through and get through those stopping points, they usually make it onto success. The ones that don't are the ones that hit that three, four month, you know, I'm not getting any, deals. I've been doing all this work. I've made 10,000 phone calls already. And, 
And if they don't push through, then those are the ones that ended up, oh yeah, I switched back to regular real estate or something like that. So I say the ones that are prospecting, you know, I think it was Jack Welch that said, business is a series of trial and error. And, and I'm not saying go try a whole bunch of stuff. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is that it's not every person that can say, this is how I'm going to do the business. And then boom, it all works. And they're perfect at it. No. There is a lot. I mean, Bill, you're like a unicorn in this because you're one of the people that I've, I've seen start in probate and become massively successful. And, and I didn't have all those conversations with you about, man, I'm having all these problems and I, I feel like I'm doing all this work. And I'm just spinning my wheels. I'm sure you had times where you had to adjust and, and, you know, reorganize and do some things different. I did. I maybe not was, I maybe was not involved in all those conversations, but a lot of the ones that I work with that are very successful, they've had to adjust, redo some things, you know, tweak this or tweak that. And so stay with it is what I say, you know, just because you put forth the marketing campaign and it doesn't work, tweak it. Maybe it might just be a minor adjustment to make it push on through. It's funny you say that because I feel like I was talking all the time when I have a problem, I give you a call, but you know, I was committed to getting through it. So it was never a matter of, Am I going to be successful? It's like, what do I have to change? What do I have to do differently? And we would talk. I'd see you in court regularly. Always, I felt like I was always bending your ear on something or how to get how to get deeds uh, in those days, original deeds and such. But uh, you've always been a big help along the way to me. Um, I, I felt like I was always one step away from wearing you out. So it's funny you say that. And I will say, for the record, I had to do 180 degree pivot. If you remember, pre-COVID, my lead gen was I went to court every day for three hours. I was there every day, Monday through Friday. 745 to 1045, suited up, suit, suit, tie, coffee in the main area, looking to meet people. And one day COVID hit and that stopped. And I could, and I wasn't going to stop doing business. So uh, I had to reiterate, I had to re I'd change all that. I had to pivot and make adjustments. But I think you're right. Jack Welch's uh, point is, is well said that you're constantly iterating and changing your business. So one of it is, is just a consistency and a commitment to it. Is there anything else you see the difference between people who make it successful and people who struggle, maybe give up along the way? Yeah. So, and, and Bill, this is just, you know, a comment to you first is that you're right. We did talk a lot and I did see, but I, I think because the way you approach, you're just so smooth with the way you approach that, that you're, you know, I just didn't, it just didn't feel the same as the one I had one guy who's doing pretty well now. And he, you know, a few years ago, he was maybe in his third month or so. And he was like, I, thought, I felt like he was going to give up. He was like, I'm, we're just, we made so many calls. We've sent out so many pieces of mail and it wasn't happening. And, you know, he made some tweaks and, and he's pushed on through and he's doing well now. But uh, so, so you said, is there anything else? Learning the process is very, very key. Yeah. Um, look, I, I wrote up, I, I grew up when they were encyclopedias, right? You asked, you asked about <laughs> where I grew up and stuff. And, and I just remember having to write an, an essay or something about a cheetah. And we had the encyclopedias over there in the bookcase at the top of the stairs. I go over there, you find the CH in the encyclopedia, pull that one out, boom. And then, you, oh yeah, he runs 70 miles an hour. He lives in this, blah, blah, blah. And, and so that's kind of the way I think now still, even though there's Google now, right? So you could just ask Google. But um, so I, I wrote the book, Probate Real Estate Sales 101 for that reason. Um, I guess it's kind of a shameless plug, but it's not meant to be a shameless plug. What... I still go to my own book sometimes because I was talking with an attorney the other day and I couldn't remember this one probate code, but I knew it's in the book because I wrote the book. So I, I said, oh yeah, let me go. Oh, here it is. It's this probate code. You've got to have resources because probate can be very dynamic. Probate, not can be. Probate is very dynamic. There are challenges. There are issues. There are problems. There are things that come up and you want to be able to resolve those things. And when you do, a lot of times you look like a champ 
a total champ for the attorneys involved, for the heirs involved. You know, I, I've heard countless stories about people that's like, hey, this was a probate deal. And they referred me to their family member. Hey, you know, it was a probate and they kept the property. So I didn't even get the deal, but because I was helping them, they referred their cousin who just needed to sell a property. And so I think having not being knowledgeable is what I'm trying to say, I guess, being yeah. knowledgeable about the logistics of this probate process. And, and so I guess it kind of goes back to what I was saying about have someone help you or have someone kind of coach you along, because to me, that is just so invaluable. And, and really when I help people, you know, the help I give is all about closing the real estate transaction. That's what it's all about. But there are numerous points in there, especially when I deal with someone new and I'll say, Hey, when you do this, make sure you say this to the attorney or send this to the attorney because that's going to make you look like a champion even though you're just going to get a document that we need to close our escrow or something like that you're going to look like a champion because they're going to go wow he was one step ahead instead of this happening at the end or or, or me finding out at the ninth hour that i needed to do something this agent was ahead of the curve and asked for it up front yeah, I think uh, there's no substitute for knowledge and information. It's the most valuable resource. And so if you know what you're supposed to be doing, you know how to do it. And if you don't know how to do it, talk to someone who does. Give me a call. Give Kevin a call. We can coach you through what to do and how to be effective in supporting your customers. So what do you see as the most common mistake besides, I guess, giving up and not being serious? Do you see mistakes in people who set out in the probate business and struggle along the way? Um, yeah, I'll say a couple of them on the marketing side of follow up, they don't follow up with people. That's one of the biggest reasons. Oh, I think we're having a connection. Hey, can you guys hear me? Testing one, two, three. I hear you loud and clear. Okay. So yeah, I can hear you, Bill. Thank you. Yep. I have a connection issue there. And we lost his video. Well, what he was going to say, no, just kidding. So while we're waiting for him to connect back up, um, I'll share the screen just real quick, just to show you the resource that I, you know, um, took advantage of. So he's a book, Probate Real Estate Sales 101. And another one, the Wholesaler's Guide to Real Estate Sales, which I think is real helpful. <clears throat> and I recommend both of those. He also has a coaching product. He's not going to promote it because he doesn't do that. Oh, someone's make money in probate. I actually came up with 11, but uh, his seven. How to launch your probate business. These are free down, uh, downloads. And the probate next, next one is. So if you go to probatesales101.com slash books, those downloads are available. And I recommend them strongly. And then there's people he's worked with. I don't think I know any of them personally. So, okay. Well, I'm not sure where Kevin is. You know he's trying to talk to us. Hopefully okay. he's figured out he's okay. not connected. Let's do this. Anybody have any questions? Or, oh, is. So I don't know who that is, what that's all about, but we're gonna get rid of him. Somebody skydiving during the meeting? Yeah, some wow. idiot. Well, you gotta no. add you gotta add comedy to what we do, right? So <laughs> Got this it. is a, a this is fun. Thank you. <laughs> this is cute. Thank you. A sense of humor is a good thing. I'm like, wow, they're they're really on Bill's meeting while they're skydiving. They just couldn't miss your meeting, Bill. That's pretty I good. guess so. I guess so. <laughs> I got a skydiving point, but I got to be on this. I got to talk about probate real estate. Uh, tell hey, them, Kevin, while you're gone, Kevin, I like your energy. You know, I've only done like 50 probates, but usually the attorneys do kind of direct you into everything. But 
you know, this is great watching you and seeing you do all this. It's a refreshing course. It's fantastic. So I'm glad thank you for inviting me, Bill. This is great. My pleasure, MK. Awesome. Yeah. You know, I had a conversation with an attorney earlier today. We this is a this is a situation where there's a trust that was created, and the 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 person who created the trust, I think they were quite a bit older, but the attorney made sure when they created the trust that they felt like they had their mind about them. Well, one of the heirs that was like, you know, their inheritance was deleted from the trust deliberately by the person is suing and saying, nope mom didn't have her, her mind about her when she did this blah 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 so there's this dispute going on well one of the properties is about to be lost it's a six unit property i have nowhere no idea they, this, this client does a lot of deals up north so this one might even be up nor in northern california six unit property four units are vacant they're about to lose it in foreclosure etc so so the the attorney you know when, when they told me about this they said, hey if they have a lawsuit going on we're not going to do title insurance on it and then get dragged into the lawsuit so they either have to agree or resolve it or do something and so when i got on the phone with the attorney today he just had such a good disposition such a good understanding i mean he was like perfect you know he's like oh yeah you know we all are all of us neither side wants to lose the property to foreclosure so we all have a common goal of saving the property we'll be able to get a stipulation signed blah 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 and we worked yes. out with, with him on the phone it was phenomenal i don't you know you mentioned a person's energy and that just made me think about this attorney that we spoke with earlier today who was just amazing so you get those that are that way but you also get the attorneys that either want to control everything or or whatever and i always tell agents this you are the real estate agent you have that power no one knows the real estate better than you the attorneys some attorneys will try to make it seem like they do or they'll and some attorneys do but as the real estate agent who's been hired to do that job don't lose your power on the real estate let the attorney do the law the legal stuff and you do the real estate stuff so um i've had a few people that were on their first deal and, they, and they're really cautious and i say no no don't don't be cautious kick in the door you know because you you know real estate you know the value of that property you know how it should sell etc i mean assuming you're an experienced real estate agent and don't lose that power let them handle the law stuff you don't have to claim to know the law you know on all the the legalities or logistics but you know on the real estate keep your power well i agree with you and i think also you know i'm a, as a real estate agent i'm the expert on the sale and while the sale has legal aspects, so does the regular purchase contract, but the probate sale is what you should be in, in charge of. And so if you're gonna list the property or make an offer of the property, most of your job is actually laid out in the, in the California Association of Realtor Forums. If you just read the form and knew it, you're like 90% of the way there of knowing what's supposed to happen. It's just every week, another example comes up of people who think they know the law, attorneys, and we'll, we'll cite 90% correctly and 10% wrong, but they understand that 10% makes all the difference. So that's where I think my goal here originally was to try to raise the standard of everybody in the business by being an expert rather than just being somebody who plays the game. So, okay, look, I've done a lot of talking. Kevin and I talk regularly, and I'm sure we go all day long. I think one of the things that's true about people in probate real estate, well, most realtors complain about problems. Probate people brag about their problems. That's what <laughs> that's our stock in trade. The bigger problems you solve, the better off. So if you're on the Zoom call live, go ahead and type in the chat box a question or raise your hand, or if you want to unmute yourself, unless you're skydiving, go ahead and ask a question. Love to MK, I'll let you go first. And you also, if you're watching on uh, the live stream on YouTube or Facebook as well, if you put something in the chat box now, 
we'll catch it. Or if you put it in later, I'll answer it or get it to Kevin as appropriate. So MK, I don't know what your name is. I just see initials M and K. What's your first name and your question? My name, my name is Maurice Kozak. I'm with Berkshire Hathaway. I used to be the president of Rich Gold Company in Encino. I've been a broker for 42 years. Kevin, the building up north, the six unit, is that for sale? And can I go through you gentlemen to look at it and buy it possibly? I'm not afraid of the lawsuit because I just don't have a problem with that as long as we're all in sync with it together. Are you in charge of that property? I'm not in charge of the property. I'm just doing the title insurance on it. It is not for sale. They're oh. getting a loan. And well, I shouldn't say it's not for sale. The, the trust says that the property is to be kept by the family, even when the trustor dies. The oh. other side that is suing, saying the trust is invalid, wants the property sold because they want the money. So I guess well, if, there, if there's an opportunity for us to meet, um, I'm an Encino, but if there is an opportunity on any properties that any of you realtors and, and Bill have, I have a group of investors all cash that can close in five days on anything that makes sense. I don't need to participate in the commission. If it's something that you guys have anything, I'm, I'm kind of an investor, even though I sell real estate for a living. So if you, any of you have anything that's good, we can perform immediately in five days. Close. Right. Thanks. So, Thanks, but Bruce. I, I put your info in the great. chat so we can reach you. Yeah. Oh, chat. Okay. All right. Or, or you cool. can send me a message. I just put my my phone number, my email in the yeah. chat in case anyone. Oh, here. So I just go to chat and then I put in my phone number like this. Okay. Your name and two and your phone number if you have an email or social media too. Yeah. Great. That's the purpose. Of my you know my vision of this call from the beginning was it would be more of a um i don't know um meeting place for people in the business to share if you have listings to share them and if you're if you're a, a buyer's agent looking for property you find property here so that's really my goal uh, of this call at some point in time so uh, mauricekozak.com fantastic very good uh thank you maurice other questions comments again raise your hand or chat box or uh, unmute yourself and jump in for free you're talking to a guy who's an expert who literally when real estate agents need to get their continuing ed at LA County Courthouse probate. Uh, he's the guy who's taught that class numerous times. I was there and saw it myself, not for the credit, but just to learn. Uh, and I've seen him speak on this numerous times. So who's got a question about probate or real estate or title for Kevin, what we have here? Kevin, did I you know Marshall Wexler or John Gritsonis? John owned Winfield title and Marshall owned Southern California title. Did you know either one of those gentlemen? No, I didn't. Oscar, I see you had your hand up there. Can't hear you. Commuted, Oscar. Oscar, I think you're muted. We can't hear you. Actually, he's not muted, but his oh. volume is not working. Oh, maybe this. So I don't know if your mic. You have to check your micro which microphone you pick on your hardware. No. I can see he's not muted, and it's right. not the Zoom, but your hardware. The the hardware you pick maybe in your Zoom. If you check. Uh, hit the little audio button, pick a different microphone. Technical issues, man. It's always something on these programs. Yeah. Why you work on that? And uh, so we have, you must have a question. Why you work on that question? Comment, uh, put in the chat box, raise your hand. Um, you know, the thing I always tell people is the more you participate, the more you make, more money you make in real estate. So you're helping other people. 
when you're asking questions. Anybody else have a question, comment? Um, I have a question. Uh, this is Debbie. Um, I have a client who was caring for a gentleman. He passed away. Um, he, the gentleman sent him a text message saying, I'd like you to take care of my stuff. Uh, oh, and I know that's probate, but we have a family member, not a family member, but an ex-girlfriend. There's just like, they're take they're suing him now uh, for a play. Apparently he was caring for this gentleman. He took all his stuff and packed it away and there's cars involved. There's a car. Um, and this lady is an ex-girlfriend with a child and they're like suing him and he's like doesn't have any money he did this uh, because it was his friend and now he's being sued for like 150,000 and there's nothing there's no value to this gentleman's stuff yeah so do you, does anybody know like who he can talk to he should talk to a good attorney i can refer you an attorney that that has represented someone not on a similar case like this, but on matters kind of like this. Um, similar being that there was no written will or anything in writing that was signed or notarized saying that this person was supposed to receive some funds from, from the decedent's estate. But she, she, I mean, she, she did a great, great job. And the, the, the parties that were written in to take over things were a well-known Southern California museum and they tried to railroad this poor guy out of his inheritance and all there was was verbal saying that like oh you're gonna get this i'm gonna give you this house i'm gonna give you this money and yeah there's she, she beat him so so she would be a good one um if you yeah, text yeah, me, there's, me i can give you her yeah phone. i will call you but there's like no property i mean it, there's nothing this was a tile guy who had nothing he didn't yeah. own a house he doesn't have any money the guy who was helping him has no money. And then we have this crazy person who decided that, you know, since she was not in his life, but may have a kid that's maybe his. And now he's being sued and he's just like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, the there's this, um, I don't really know what you call it, but there's a special thing in the law with caregivers. You know, it's a common thing that, you know, grandma is getting older, you know, maybe till she's 88, she's completely by herself, you know, her family sees her at the holidays, whatever, they're a normal family. And then the last six months, she needs care. So a caregiver's there. And then all of a sudden, you know, a month before she dies, there's an all new trust or all new will that gives the caregiver everything. Um, right. it, it's elder abuse, it happens. I, I saw one that, you know, the, 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 the lady had a nice family, all this stuff. And shortly before they died, there's a new trust written that gave everything to the next door neighbor, like, you know, $800,000 in assets. This is like 15 years ago. So that was a lot more money than it is now. And so the, the, the courts, the law, the attorneys, they know that these things happen and that caregivers, there's a special criteria. Like if you, it could be as little as you make lunch for the person every day, you'd be considered a caregiver. You know, it can be as little as things like that. So um, the, the law looks specifically at that. And, and I don't know if that's going to work for him or against him, but, you know, the only thing I can recommend when someone sues you, the only thing I can recommend is get good legal advice, especially if they have an attorney, because yeah, they don't, he doesn't have money, you know, yeah. so. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the problem. The only recommendation anyone with any, I mean, if he's older, he can go to the Legal Aid Foundation. They have good attorneys 
older or, or, or you know, maybe doesn't have a lot of money. There's very good attorneys that, that go to that foundation and do pro okay. bono work. Um, it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's a requirement, but attorneys, you know, it might be a requirement. They, most attorneys do pro bono work, do work for free. And so maybe he can check out the Legal Aid Foundation. If he's yeah, elderly, I'll, yeah, I'll call you. Yeah, there's services for elders, but, um, you know, yeah, especially if you're an agent, you know, I'm a, I'm an officer for my company. You know, we have to be right. very clear that we don't give advice. If you're an agent, right. you know, you have a target on your back too. anyone that's in business. I would always recommend that they get legal advice because you want them to do that. And if they don't have money, see if they can find a free resource that's legal because they need legal advice. Yeah. He's just my nephew. So, um, okay, good. So you don't have to worry. He's about my that. family and yeah. I just feel really bad for him. Cause it's like, you know, he went out of his way uh, and he just helped him, you know, and he cared for him for months, walked his dog, guy went in and out of the hospital, uh, and then he passes away. And he just sent him a text, I'd like you to take care of my stuff. And, and yeah, it's a mess. <laughs> this, this is a common, common area of law with disputes both ways. I can see, I've seen cases on both sides where the caregiver is abusing, and I've seen cases where a caregiver was entitled to something and the family didn't really give him a penny and, and leave him bad terms. So definitely. Yeah, he cleaned out where he lived at the place in, yeah. you know, Topanga, he had to clean out his place and he doesn't yeah. get a dime, but now he's being sued. And I'm like, oh my God, I, yeah. you know, I told him to walk away, but he's like, no, that's, you know, I, I'm doing this for my friend. He told me to do this for him. And when he wants to give the money to the kid, you know, there's a kid involved and we don't know if it's his kid and you know it's just a mess i told him to walk away i told him it's not your problem you know and there's no value there you know they're saying which is really sad and this happens i'm sure it happens all the time yeah unfortunately um i see jamai you have your hand up yeah thanks yeah hello can you hear me yep yeah i got a question um pretty much open to everyone so I'm actually trying to wholesale, right? And I was drawing for dollars and I found a vacant property and I tried to skip trace, but I couldn't really get a hold of the property owners. So my next best step was to do some research. And apparently there was a probate case that was filed and there's a petitioner listed. So now, is it still possibly, you know? You need to contact that petitioner. That, that petitioner, if if they have not been appointed by the court yet, and we can figure that out. If they have not been appointed by the court yet, they're they're the likely person. So I would be doing everything I can. You should skip trace that petitioner, try to reach them, call them. They're likely going to be your person that at some point may have authority to sell. Yeah, and Jamai, I would say also, if you want to uh, reach out to me, because I track all the probate cases, if it's in LA County, and they might be able to figure out if there's an attorney involved, who the attorney is, or other vendors involved in the deal. So sometimes I get you some extra 411 on what's going on. So folks can reach out to me, text or email me. Okay. Awesome. I do that all day long. And I don't have to be on the deal and I won't go behind your back. Occasionally there'll be a deal that you can't wholesale. I can maybe list and that's why I get paid. But um, give me awesome, a call. awesome, awesome. Yeah, cool. I got the case number and everything. So I'll send you your details. Text me or send to me. That'd be fantastic. Thanks. All right. Give yeah, my number in 310-210-0008. Anybody here has a deal. Uh, if you have the case number, that's fantastic. But if you don't have a property address, I can look it up and figure out who the who the scene was. Probably the case, you know, that way as well. Um, we had Earl. I see your hand up. How can we help you? Yeah, hi. Um, I have a an uncle. He's my uncle. I'm not really representing him for the sale of his property. He's going to do it for sale by owner. 
Um, but he has um, some lots up in Lake County, Clear Lake. They're empty lots. And then he has one lot that has a mobile home on it. Um, it's a double wide, so it has like two ID plates on it. And way back in the day, he and his friend uh, did a sales transaction together on their own. No realtors involved, no title companies or anything like that. And the owner of the mobile home and one of those lots uh, sold it to him as Bobby and Willie Spears, a married couple. But they owned that lot and that mobile home as Bobby and Willie Spears Trust. I won't say their last name. And so the paperwork is kind of, I guess, wrong. Um, but I, title company pull, you know, for title and escrow, because he did have a buyer. And when they pulled it up, they were like, well, it's not titled properly. Um, so we need to get it titled properly, get a copy of the trust. So Willie had passed away. And during the process of us trying to get the paperwork from uh, one of the children, Bobby passed away. The children just don't seem to want to be involved. They're just like, just sign whatever you guys need to sign. We don't care, you know, but we just can't seem to get a copy of that trust because now I believe that the children have to sign that property over to my uncle now that their parents are gone. Um, so yeah, what kind of advice can you give me? And then also I found out with the DMV that there it was a lien against the mobile home and it is still in the name of Bobby and Willie. So I have a question for you. So the the your uncle is your uncle one of the is your uncle either Bobby or Willie? No, he's not. Um, and but he's had the property and he's been paying taxes on it for over twenty years. Okay, so the property is in someone else's name. He didn't know that until now. <laughs> Got it. Okay, I see what you're saying. Okay, so so he's had this property for twenty years and then comes to find out that the property is in someone else's name. Right. And have you pulled title on the the so the 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 uh, the mobile homes we'll deal with that separately because that's some it is separate yes it's a DMV <laughs> transaction right yeah. so the land the land have you pulled the deeds on the land to see whose name it's in so i didn't personally what we did is we went to a title and escrow company in lake county and they pulled the paperwork nice. so that they could you know complete the sale okay so um, you probably have prelims then right yeah so then okay. yeah and unfortunately, you know, I did this a couple of years ago and I kind of, I lost all that information because I was with one real estate company and I was using that real estate company's email address and I'm not with them anymore. So I don't even have it. I don't even know what title company and escrow company I went to. Right. So at this point, um, he's still trying to sell the property, um, you know, and so he's kind of like starting all over again. And I'm just like, you got to get that trust from those kids so you can know how it needs to pro be properly transferred but i'm, I'm sure there's your another uncle, way around this your uncle bought the property from bobby and willie is that yes. what happened correct yes okay and so it sounds like the i mean obviously i'm not looking at it we, this we could probably get to the bottom of this really quick you know okay maybe on, on tomorrow or next week or something like that but it sounds like they they didn't properly deed the property over to your uncle Right. And so that has to be done. Now, the problem is if, you know, the, the problem could be different things. It could be that they had the wrong legal description on it. So when those documents recorded, they're just, they just disappeared. There would be one solution for that. 
Uh, um, if if instead the, there was never a deed or that deed can't be those deeds can't be found, there'd be a different solution for that. Um, bottom line is if you can't find anything or, or figure out a way to get the properties deeded properly, like by them finding the trust and doing a deed or something like that, then uh -huh. you end up do, having to do a quiet title action. You know, he would show, hey, I bought it this many years ago. I've always owned it. And you go to the judge and the judge would do an order ordering the property into his name instead of whoever's name it was in. Gotcha. Okay. Is that really a lengthy kind of process to get in front of a judge and have all that done? It's not short, but you have no other way of doing anything. So right. it's, gotcha. it's not a short process. So I, I would, you know, if you reach out to me, we can, we can, we can start the conversation, get the information, okay. figure out what's going on in a very short amount of time, a couple business days at the most, we would probably know exactly what we're dealing with. I'm assuming you said Lake County, and I'm not sure yeah. where that is, but I think that's one of those Northern California counties that's a little yes. bit harder to find data in. Yes. So it may take a little longer. If it was LA County, I'd be able to pull it up and tell you right away. Right. And that county may take a little longer, but um, but we'll be able to get to the bottom of it. And then you can, you know, at least you'll, uh, I'm not going to say the answer is going to be great. The, right. the answer may be something a little more challenging, but at least you'll have a very clear path. Okay. And, and the, you know, I always tell people with stuff like this, it only gets worse over time because like you said, one of the right. kids has passed away. You know, it always gets worse. The longer that problem sits there, the worse it gets because now that the, one of the kids passed away, now you have his heirs who step into whatever portion he was responsible for, you know, and it just right. gets to be more and more people. So yeah, um, yeah, because my uncle is not well. So yeah, it, it is getting really sticky. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I will give you a call for sure. Great. <laughs> Uh, I have a question from Louis Fontaine from Millennia Real Estate. Louis, oh, Bill, Kevin, how are you guys? Good. Great. We're glad to hear that. Hey, I uh, started calling on the legal profession here in uh, Ventura County. I live in Oxnard. And uh, I joined the Bar Association here and made some contacts. And then COVID hit, so that kind of put a stop to everything. I, I've been thinking about marketing to the administrators do you recommend doing that and if you do how do you differentiate yourself from the hundreds of marketing pieces that they get once a probate uh, is started so that's very good questions that's the same question that everyone getting started has so i'll, I'll answer it this way number one do i recommend marketing to the administrators absolutely unequivocally 100% yes and and in my opinion you always have to you should always when I, when I talk to people that are new in probate that should be your starting point that should be the first you shouldn't market to attorneys until you have some deals under your belt and can show some experience because some attorneys are going to vet you by finding out what deals have you closed so that should always be the first place you start number two you should always continue to market to the the, the, the administrators or the petitioners the reason why is as time goes on, you come across people that either are pro per, meaning they don't have an attorney, or they they have a problem with their attorney, or their attorney dies, or their attorney leaves, or whatever. And so you can refer them to other attorneys that you are working with or want to work with. So you should always market to those guys. Now, how to differentiate yourself? Uh, we could talk till Thursday of next week about that. Um, you do have to do things different. They, they are going to, you know, just like a notice of default. As soon as the notice of default is filed, 20 people are knocking on the door, 100 people are calling, you know, a ton of mails hitting there. It's the same way with probate. There's going to be a ton of other people calling, knocking, et cetera. I'll, I'll just answer it as, as short and concise as I can. 
door knock as many as you can because far less people are door knocking probates than are sending mail or calling. Far less, hundreds less. So door knock as many as you can that are nearby. And um, there's, there's, I, I've actually written like books, a couple other booklets, not, not books like my other book, but other booklets and writings about this. Um, I have a 40 something page document that has all these different things. So, you know, it's, it's a conversation we could have, uh, Lewis, if, if you like, but you know, you, you have to be good about the way you market yourself in terms of the materials that you send out. You have to provide information. You have to be helpful to them because most of these administrators are, are totally overwhelmed when they first file their case because there's all this different stuff that's now coming at them and they don't, they don't know what's going on. So um, door knock as many as you can, call as many as you can, mail as many as possible, and, and just kind of bombard the market because it's a numbers game. This book, uh, were you talking about a, a booklet? Sigan? I said, which uh, booklet are you talking about? If you go on, on Probate Real Estate Sales 101, you'll see a number of, of different booklets that are, are there for sale. Those are the ones that are, are free. Um, creating report, I'm sorry, not creating report of attorneys. Um, um, Goodness gracious, the name changed, but let me think what it's called. Marketing to marketing to estate representatives. It's called marketing to estate representatives. So take a look at that one and you can see if that has information that you like in it. Thanks. And Lewis, if I can help, give me a call. I'd love to show you some ideas I have as well as an agent. We can yeah. share some common practices. You're in a different market than me. So maybe some things we can share together. Yeah, I I, I don't want to I don't want to reinvent the wheel. Sure. And if you guys already have the wheel. Sure. And I just need to get it and start doing something with it. I, I actually, uh, like I said, I, I was going to the dinners and the meetings at the bar association and making some contacts and making some luncheon appointments with attorneys. And so that started off pretty well. I was also uh, volunteering at the legal law clinic and that gave me some mileage. Actually, I got, uh, two pretty good deals out of, out of volunteering there once every two weeks. One of them was a $1.5 million deal. The other one was a $600,000 one. So that's, you know, I'm doing all that. I'm just trying to find other avenues to put some more meat on my plate. Give me a call tomorrow. I'll give you a call. We can talk about some other things I'm working on. Too. Thank you so much. Yeah, sure. It. Uh, I think last question. Shayla, get your hand up. I think that will be our last question today. Make it a good one. Shayla Finney. You're muted. Uh, yes, yes. My name is James Finney. That's my daughter's name. I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> she was she was doing a, a Japanese Zoom class of, uh, right before this one. Uh, so I'm here in Memphis, Tennessee, and this is my first introduction to the probate uh, arena. So I was just I think my question kind of got answered with how do you initially start off? I guess it's this place started read the books that he's already published. I don't know what the big difference would be between, I know the law is different as far as in Tennessee compared to California, but uh, just to initiate getting started, and I just decided to go with EXP myself, Bill, so that's another adventure I'm excited about. But I would just, could you speak on something that for somebody to just come aware of probate as an opportunity the real estate market for a real estate broker or an investor to, to probably 
get his feet wet and what would be the best process to have, type of initiate that? Well, I would say you got to get into, you know, a network, into a group. I know Kevin has a Facebook group. Uh, I have a great group at uh, EXP within Workplace. You can join for free. Um, that, that you want to, you know, uh, allleads.com has a uh, weekly uh, call they do. It's on YouTube. It's excellent. Chad Corbett has Probate Mastery. That's also on YouTube for free every week. So there's some great free resources. I always tell people before we spend a lot of money, we can use the free resources to learn. And then from there, you can build on that. And I think also get your mindset into the probate space and get your, get you kind of into, this is a process, it's not a solution. There's no, there's no answer that Kevin's gonna give you, or I'm gonna give you that's gonna solve the problem. How do you get more business? But there is gonna be perhaps motivation and then support as you do the work on a daily basis and build the business over the next three months, six months, or a year. And, and that's just my approach. I know Kevin's approach the same way. Kevin, share with us what, what you, uh, you have a Facebook group for clients or what do you do to help people who are looking to, um, you know, um, be in touch and, and get support along the way? You know, I just, I used to do a lot more. The California Department of Insurance, I work for a title insurance company and our Department of Insurance here in California is very, very strict about what we can do and can't do. We're, we're far more strict than probably most of your other states are in terms of what the title people can do. So um, that has actually inhibited my marketing. You know, when the pandemic started, I, I started a Facebook page called Working Real Estate from While Safe at Home. And I just talked about stuff that we all are experiencing now being under this pandemic. You know, um, I think one day I, I did a mixed drink on my my live Facebook feed. I, I, I showed a picture of my fruit plate that I cut because, you know, we weren't eating healthy and we're all sitting around. So I started cutting a fruit plate, fruit and veggie plate and leaving it on the counter where everyone would walk by it. So, um, but but I, I'm not really supposed to talk about anything other than what's title or escrow related. Probate is title and escrow related. So I'm able to talk about that, but I, I have to watch, you know, getting too far outside the lines. But, um, but in answer to, to your question, I would say, you know, there's another company, I would say Google, because you're in Tennessee, it makes it easier for me. I can do a lot more with people that are out of state than I can with folks that are in state in terms of training them or coaching or whatever. But um, with, with in Tennessee, you know, I would Google to see what companies out there give leads. Bill mentioned all the leads. Probates Daily, I know does them. It's a website, probatesdaily.com. They do leads. And, and a lot of these lead generation companies have a way or a method or, or some way for you to learn more about the probate process because they want people to buy the leads from them and you got to know the process to be able to work the deals. So I would start there. Um, and, and like Bill said, get involved in a network where you can learn more as well. Great. And I just put a couple uh, sources in the chat box, all the leads that come. Probate Mastery has a podcast. And then I, you know we do this every Thursday. I also do some recordings as well. So my YouTube channel is Bill Gross EXP. So hopefully you find some good stuff there that'll help you. And congratulations uh, to uh, Oscar Dixon, just close transaction with Kevin Sales as your title rep. So you get extra commission on those deals. You know, that's the way it works. You get commission here, you get commission in heaven for helping out Kevin and his family. So good job. Great hey, to meet um, you, Oscar. I mean, I was going to say great to meet you in person, but it's not really in person. It's great to meet you on Zoom, Oscar. <laughs> So I think we're gonna wrap it up here. We've got almost an hour. So first I wanna have everybody thank Kevin Sales for your work, for your support, being the tool of, of uh, professional, real estate professionals in the probate space. Thanks for being on the call. Thanks for being such a good friend. I really appreciate you and all the wishes to you and your family. 
It's a pleasure to know you, Bill, and it's been a wonderful pleasure working with you for the years that we've been working together, and I look forward to many more. Thank you. And for the rest of you, uh, we do this every Thursday, 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's probateweekly.com. If you're watching it on YouTube or Facebook, you can register, come on live, and chat. We're more glad to uh, share some ideas with you. And uh, I've got thank you for Brian. Thank you. And for the rest of you, uh, go on to youtube.com slash exp for the replays. Again, we just every Thursday. We'll do it next week. Thank you so much.